This podcast is brought to you by Exercising Resilience. At the moment, we're putting so much focus on the challenges to our health and our mindset. And I would argue, not enough focus on our own ability to deal with these external stresses, both medical and mental. Many would argue that right now, we are less equipped to deal with these stresses than ever. Now is a unique opportunity to develop our resilience skills that can help us in the future. The skills learnt now can help us succeed in future endeavours, be they academic, financial, career, relationship or health goals. I've created a group mentoring program called Exercising Resilience. And right now, you can sign up for a free 30-day trial. That's 30 days of free daily access to me in a private group, two free group mentoring calls, a 21-day resilience challenge, and access to a highly motivated tribe of people to support you along the way. You also get access to all of my previous group mentoring calls in the membership library, including win-win relationships, how to quit, dealing with criticism, how to change the world, and many more. Just head to exercisingresilience.com or click on the link in the show notes to get your free, no obligation, month of resilience mentoring. That's exercisingresilience.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill. And This Week in Wellness, a paper published online by Cambridge University Press has shown that Coca-Cola paid scientists to downplay the role of sugary beverages in the obesity epidemic. Scientists use information gathered from over 18,000 pages of emails collected by the Freedom of Information requests made by the US non-profit public health group Right to Know. These emails were between Coca-Cola and public health academics at the West Virginia University and the University of Colorado, who form part of the supposedly independent anti-obesity think tank, the Global Energy Balance Network. Coca-Cola in particular supported one team of academics that has been dubbed the email family, helping them advance their careers and building their affiliated public health and medical institutions in exchange for promoting messages associated with its public relations strategy. Coca-Cola donated millions of dollars to the Global Energy Balance Network, whilst both did everything in their power to downplay the affiliation, and both promoted the idea that lack of exercise rather than bad diet was the primary driver of obesity in the US. Coke used public health academics to carry out classic tobacco tactics to protect its profits, says Gary Ruskin, the executive director of the US Right to Know. It's a low point in the history of public health and a warning about the perils of accepting corporate funding for public health work, he went on to say. As always, the links are in the show notes. Now, my opinion on this is that this is hardly surprising. We know now, and if you've been listening to this podcast show, you know that this sort of stuff happens all the time. It's not a secret that research is biased by funding. There is even research to show now that research is biased by funding. We then know that the media is biased by the biased research, as well as the PR, the public relations people hired by these companies in order to infiltrate the media and to share their messages, as well as the funding of the media, which of course gets heavily influenced by the advertisers in terms of what they're then able to put to print. We then know that politics and the policies that we have in our society 
are biased as well. They're biased by the bias research. They're biased by the public relations. They're biased by the biased media we just spoke about. They're biased by the incredible amount of money that is spent on lobbyists to target these politicians. And of course, they're biased by the funding of these political parties themselves. So it's not surprising then that what we look at and what we see in our research, what we see in the media, what we see in our health policy is not as good as it could be. It's not the full truth getting to come through. And really when it comes to this one, when we're talking about whether diet affects obesity, if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. You know, I think we all know the truth deep down that if someone comes to us and says, nah, those foods you're having, the sugar you're eating, the sugary drinks you're consuming, they don't have anything to do with the obesity. Don't worry about it. This isn't where you need to focus. It definitely just sounds too good to be true. We need to apply a modicum of common sense to this scenario. You know, the best available evidence is really important, but it needs to be combined with common sense. It needs to be combined with practitioner experience. It needs to be combined with the preferences of the consumer. And this is where you really get to play your role by making your own choices as a consumer, by applying your own common sense, not just giving away your rights, not just, not just giving away your desires to the policies that are handed down from you by the government or the information that's given to you by the media or even the information that's given to you by the researchers. It's your job to look more closely into it. Once again, if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. So delve a little bit deeper. You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash This Week in Wellness. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.